you are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Thursday show for you. We got a lot to talk about today. Gabby Windy pretty much shocks Bachelor Nation with her announcement yesterday. Uh, I have a correction to make on yesterday's podcast that totally screwed up on, so I want to clear that up. We are going to talk about today's weekly podcast guest, a first-time guest that you're going to love. I know you already love them. You're going to love me more after hearing this one. We're going to talk also about Temptation Island and the Big D last night, Big Brother premieres, and my gosh, God, does that show drag. And also... Taylor Swift shows why she is the queen of everything, doling out money to her staffers like it's candy. A great story coming out of the Eras Tour. And we'll get to all that momentarily. This podcast brought to you by Earth Echo Foods and their healthy feel-good superfood product, the Cacao Bliss. These ingredients were carefully chosen to support health, longevity, healthy weight, and even your happiness. All you got to do is put a scoop of it into a glass of water, glass of milk, into a shake, into your baked goods. It works for all of those. All you got to do is go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve for 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. That's shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve, and you get 15% off at everything at Earth Echo Foods. And if you don't remember the website, that's okay. Just go to the show description. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll see Earth Echo Foods in there. You click on Earth Echo Foods. It'll bring you right to the landing page and purchase whatever you want for 15% off. All right, first, let's get started with a correction from yesterday's podcast. When I was talking about apologies in Bachelor Nation, I had mentioned Rachel Kirkconnell's apology and I had also mentioned Greer's apology, but I said that Greer apologized for her Facebook post on Brock Turner back in 2016. Totally got that wrong. That was Vanessa Esparson, who was supposed to be a contestant on Zach, Zach, Zach Shawcross' season. She was the one who had the Facebook post on Zach's season when the women were released. That popped up within five minutes. Someone sent that to me. I put it out there. She was never ended up cast as one of Zach's women, and she still came out after the fact and apologized for what she wrote. Greer had tweets from her past where she did not see see the big deal with blackface and defended her friends who had donned blackface. So just wanted to clear that up. I was just, I don't know why I thought Greer did that, but yeah, that wasn't the case. I mean, Greer's was... Around the same time, I think tweets from 2014 to 2016, and Vanessa's Facebook post was from 2016, but no, uh, just wanted to clear that up. So yesterday, obviously the big news in Bachelor Nation was Gabby Windy revealed who she was in a relationship with. She had hinted for weeks that she had been seeing somebody. I think she had even said in an interview on a podcast or something she was in a relationship she was, in recent weeks, traveling. Clearly, she was traveling with somebody, but nobody really knew. 
And we find out yesterday because she posted it on her Instagram and it coincided with a sit down interview she did with The View yesterday morning where she came out and said she's been dating uh, a woman. And that woman is Robbie Hoffman, who is a comedian and TV writer. Um, I mean, good for Gabby. I, you know, usually I hear rumblings. Look, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not sitting here to patting myself on the back because plenty of people had heard it uh, about Colton, had um, heard it about Demi, and I'm trying to think of who else had come. Oh, uh, Becca Tilly. Like, those were out there. Uh, within Bachelor Nation, you hear rumblings, but you know that's their story uh, to tell. And I never said anything about Colton, never said anything about Becca, and then the Demi thing, obviously debatable, because she then went on a show and got engaged at the end of a show that I do spoilers on. So probably one of the biggest contentions that uh, one of the biggest disagreements that Nick and I had in the past. And it was in that, remember that text conversation I told you Nick and I were going back and forth on uh, the day he released the podcast with me and I told you about it last week? Elsewhere in that conversation was he just never thought I should have spoiled that Demi was with a woman down in paradise. And my take was like, well, Nick, her parents know and most of the people that were in paradise had already met Christian before. Like, it wasn't a secret. And Nick's response to me was, her grandparents didn't know. So I guess I'm not supposed to spoil something like that because somebody's, I didn't know that I wasn't realized supposed to check with grandparents to see if they know stuff like this. So, you know, him and I are just never going to agree on a lot of things, but that was a big contention. But the point being that in those instances, I had heard rumblings and had heard well, and in certain cases, I had heard, like, yes, Becca is dating Haley Kiyoko. I had known that for years, never said a word about it, and got asked about it a thousand times. Colton was more of rumblings, and and I'm talking about rumblings from Colton when he started on Becca's season, and then they started growing, and then he became The Bachelor, and they started growing after that. But again, not saying anything, heard all the comments, saw all the comments, they didn't want to say anything, and then the Demi one was handled the way it was because she did it on a public television show that is pre-taped. So put it out there. This one with Gabby, I hadn't—I'd be the first to tell you—I I had never heard this. This was news to me. I'm sure it was news to a lot of people. Clearly, there are people close to her that that had to have known, but yeah, didn't hear this one, and good for her. Um. I didn't know who Robbie Hoffman was, did a little reading up on her, and seemingly uh, she is a, like I said, she's a comedian and a TV writer, which seems to be right up Gabby's alley, you know? Gabby is a total goofball. She has shown us this. She calls herself a goofball. She's very silly on her Instagram. Um have you noticed when Gabby does like a Q&A on Instagram, she always just zooms in on her face? <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. And sometimes she doesn't even get her full face. It'll just be like from her eyebrows up or the left side of her face or the right side of her face or her face just smashed against the <laughs> against the camera. So she's a goofball. And Robbie, you know, being a comedian herself, seemed like a great pair. 
but yeah, that took. Uh, I think it took Bachelor World by surprise yesterday, since unless I maybe maybe Gabby had laid the groundwork, maybe she had put clues out there for people. While I followed her, I wasn't really looking for clues. I had heard about you know her going on podcasts saying she was in a relationship and seeing somebody, and then I had seen her clearly on vacation, like where she's laying out at a pool. Someone had to take the picture of her. Did I assume uh, she had a new boyfriend? Yeah, I did. And she doesn't. Uh, she's dating a girl, and good for her to come out the way she did. She's been dating her about three months. She released it yesterday on Instagram, went on The View, and all is good with the world. So should not affect anything. should not change anybody's opinion of anything, unless you're a total homophobe. Then it probably would. But if you are, keep your opinions to yourself. So Temptation Island last night started out with the gut punch, which was Hall meeting up with Caitlin and basically just telling her, hey, you know, I know we've been in a relationship for eight years. I know we're currently engaged, but just to let you know, quote, I have never had a real emotional connection with you, end quote. I got to believe that was certainly a kick to her ovaries because that was completely uncalled for. Look, I don't think I said it last week. I'll just continue to say it. And I really do hope to talk to Hall at the end of this thing. I don't know if he will do an interview because he's probably going to think everyone's going to be out to get him. Like, do I think what he's done on the show is shitty? Absolutely. You know, I but I will give him a chance to tell his side exactly what he was thinking because I, I don't really understand what he was thinking. I don't really think that this is a Michaela thing with him. I think he had already made up in his mind that he didn't want to be with Caitlyn anymore before he even stepped foot in Hawaii to film this show. And just having someone that he did connect with was just a bonus for him to get out of the relationship. There's just there's no way possible that you were with somebody for eight years and that you are engaged to that you would dump in two weeks for someone that you just met. You wouldn't. It means you were already checked out of the relationship and you were looking for a reason to get out of it. And now he can use Michaela as a reason to get out of the relationship that he was in. He should have handled this way before Temptation Island. And if it took Temptation Island for him to see all this stuff, I don't know if I buy that either. He clearly already knew. I mean, to sit there on the show and say the things that he has, that I have zero emotional connection to you, I, you're not the one for me. You didn't. There's no way he just discovered that on the island. No chance. So um, I thought Mark Wahlberg was excellent last night in talking to everybody, even when he was talking to Caitlin. I mean, that line at the end when he's talking to Caitlin and Caitlin was just like, I'm supposed to be this person or whatever. And Mark says, you shouldn't fit in a box. You should wait for someone to build you a throne. Like that is some words of wisdom from Mark Wahlberg there. He was in rare form last night. We got, I think this was the first episode where we got both bonfires completed in the same episode. Usually they do one and then save the other one for the beginning of the next episode or start the second one but don't finish it. We got both, and then now it's on to final dates. We already know who everybody's going to choose on their final dates. It's so obvious. There isn't even any debate this season. 
So we know who everybody's going to be with on their final dates, and then we get final bonfire. The couple that I'm just scratching my head on is Roberto and Vanessa. I, I Roberto has said numerous times, I am done with her. She doesn't make me happy. I'm miserable with, like, you know, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but. And then all of a sudden, Vanessa's like, I can see myself leaving with, and she's never said anything nice about him either. And now all of a sudden she's saying, I could see myself leaving, I, I, I could see myself leaving with Roberto at the end of this. What? And then Roberto says, part of me wants to move on, part of me wants to be with Vanessa. Ah, man. Put it this way. I think if those two do leave the island together, like they see each other at Final Bonfire, they say what they need to say, they say they've improved themselves. If they got back together at the end of this thing, I don't think they're still together today. There's just way too much toxicity there. I mean, Roberta was with another woman the whole time. So last night during the bonfire when Vanessa was saying she was so proud of him for not throwing himself into the arms of another woman, like, what are you talking about? He's been with another woman for a long time, at least in the show time frame. He's been with, I'm forgetting her name, sorry. But he's been with her, he spent the night with her, she alluded to in one of her confessionals, she basically alluded to the fact that they've had sex. So I don't know. I, I Vanessa hasn't said one good word about Roberto since she saw all of his clips. Then she's saying she's so happy and she can see herself leaving with him. I'm totally confused by those two. Everyone else, they're breaking up. <laughs> anyway, um, what else? The Big D last night. Really good episode, and probably never thought in a million years you would think that Takor was somebody you would end up liking more than Dean. I mean, I don't know what trip Dean was on last night, but the amount of misogynistic and sexist comments that came out of his mouth, holy crap. I don't... I, again, just baffled by some of the things that he was saying. Constantly speaking over people, mostly women, not letting them speak, talking about he's how he's an alpha male, talking about it bothered him that Devin apologized to his ex-wife. I mean, this guy just, he's, I don't know if he's getting any better on that island. In fact, I think he's getting worse. At least, Takor seemed to have learned a lesson. At least, Takor seemed to want to get to be better, want to do better, recognize the faults that he had, recognized his drinking, recognized his temper, recognized his fear of letting people down. I don't think Dean's learned a damn thing out there. And every single one of those people is right about him. Before Amber showed up, Dean was bouncing around the house to any woman who would talk to him and had connections with everybody. First it was Casey, then it was Angelique. Amber walks in that door and he's a completely different person. Who wants that in a relationship? So good luck to them. They are now off the show and it looks like next week when the final three couples sit down to determine, well, who's getting eliminated. There's no elimination. They walk back in the house and every person who's been eliminated up to this point is there. Since we all know this show ends 
kind of big brother survivor style where the people you voted off now come back and determine your fate. So they will vote on who they think is the couple that is most in love or has the most improvement since the beginning. Um, I really think this is pretty obvious that Devin and Alexis are going to win this thing. I'd be shocked if they didn't. You know, maybe David and Angelique will get a vote here and there, but um, I think this is a Devin and Alexis show, and they will rekindle, and it'll be interesting. Again, you know, this was two and a half years ago that this was filmed, so it doesn't look like we're getting a reunion show from the Big D. Probably just going to get maybe an, a graphic update on the screen, and then just have to go to their social media and find out are these people still together or come to my podcast because I'm going to probably have a lot of these people on. I want to have a lot of these people on. So I've already informed USA who I want and then we'll kind of take it from there. But um, yeah, pr probably we'll double up on a couple of the episodes because then if I only do one, I mean that it'll take up almost two months for me to get to everybody from this show. And, you know, I, I think after a while, it'd be like, okay, we don't, we can't have this many um, Big D contestants on. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I might even mix one in on the daily roundup, as opposed to just so just not putting them all on the Thursday podcast, because then that's only once a week. We'll see. But I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out, who's still together, who isn't, stuff like that. Big Brother premiered last night, ninety minutes, and about twenty-seven minutes of it was relevant. I mean, I cannot, I understand it's the first episode and I understand they have to introduce, introduce you to 16 new people. So we have to get their intro videos, all that. I get it. But then standing there on stage and Julie talking so slow and taking giant pregnant pauses in between each sentence is just like, come on. How many times did she talk about the biggest twist and expect the unexpected and it's like great, and then what do we get? We get this year. Oh, great! We got comic verse, humiliverse, scramble verse, and scary verse. Things that weren't even really that explained. I get we're gonna get it explained as the season goes on, but she's acting like this is something crazy. There's twists every season. You can't say this twist is the biggest in the history of the show, or this twist is different than any other time in the history of the show. We find out at the very end of the episode that Sari from Survivor and the winner of Trader Season 1, whose son, Jared, is on the show but is up for nomination, is now going to be a house guest. She's going to be competing on Survivor. Uh, Survivor. She's going to be competing on Big Brother this year. Great. Again, that's not that big of a twist. I mean, it, it surprised people when we saw her, but to say that, oh, somebody else is being added to the cast granted i've only watched this season since season 21 but i know that they have brought back alumni to compete before sari is not an alumni i understand that but she's an added person they've done that before where they added people into the house after the game had technically already started so again what what how is this so that big of a twist it's not but the four competitions each one it's like, okay, we do one, commercial break. Another one, commercial break. Another one, commercial break. Another one, commercial break. Oh, my gosh. It seemed like there was like 25 minutes of actual footage last night. And, uh, you know, 65 minutes of commercials. That's what drives me bonkers about this show. It really does. It's just so corny and drawn out. 
And Julie, I, I know Julie tries to sell things to make them dramatic. She's terrible. She's terrible at it. Nothing she says has me gasping and going like, oh, shit, didn't see that coming. You can pretty much lay out what you see coming in the show. I think Julie thinks she's some sort of, like, really great host that can keep mysteries to herself, and she really isn't. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not sold on her. I know she's been doing this since the beginning, and this is her thing, but she tries to make things dramatic, and they're just not. Sorry. So Jared, Kirsten, Felicia, and Corey all were losers of the four competitions. That means they're up for nomination, which I thought only two people are up for nomination every week. And then they pick a head of household, and then someone wins the veto. They can pull somebody down from nom. So I don't. At some point, we got to get from four, those four down to two, right? Unless they're completely changing the game, and there's four nominations every week. But I don't think that's going to be the case. So, look, I'll watch it. I'll watch it all season. But I guarantee you're going to hear me bitching and moaning about a lot of the things on Big Brother, just because I find it so corny. I do like the gameplay aspect of it. I really do. That part I like. You know I like game shows where you have to be in a competition with everybody and you have to vote people off that ultimately decide your fate in the game. It's why I like Survivor. It's why I like this show. It's why I like Big D as well. But there are so many corny elements of this show that drive me batty. And Julie's so drawn out sentences and, you know, when you say expect the unexpected for 25 years, it kind of loses its luster. They all know it going in. They all know that something crazy is going to happen. You're not going to surprise them. So just my thoughts early on. I, I don't have any favorites yet. It's impossible to know. I don't know enough about these people. I haven't seen how they've acted um, because. The live feeds just got turned on last night. Maybe I'll check today just to see who's kind of uh, teaming up with who, if there's any early alliances forming, but I don't want to pay too much attention to the live feeds uh, yet this season, if at all. But just in the beginning, because I know anybody that's forming an alliance now will probably not going to last anyway. We all know this. But I would be interested to see once cameras stopped rolling last night and the live feeds went on, like, who partnered up with who? Who's been talking to who? Does anybody in the house know yet that Suri is Jared's mother? That will be interesting because if I'm Suri and I'm Jared, I keep that quiet all season. So, or as long as both of them are on the show. So, I mean, they, they the fact that they know, I mean, obviously Suri is now a, a player in this game. The fact that they know this and they know how good Suri is at gameplay I, either either one of two things are going to happen. They're going to be in awe of her, and they're not going to want to touch her or ever put her up for nomination because they're scared, or they're going to go right after her and send her off because I wouldn't want Suri sticking around in this game. She's too good. She's an excellent game player. She just won Traitors. You really going to keep this woman around? You'd be stupid to because the longer she lasts, the more dangerous she becomes. And finally... If Taylor Swift already wasn't the greatest human being walking the face of the earth, did you see the story yesterday that came out? We've heard that celebrities give bonuses to people who work under them. 
you know, whatever the case may be. I don't know the exact numbers and who the celebrity was that done it, but we've heard stories about it in the past, especially entertainers, singers or whatever. So Taylor, who starts the final leg of her era's tour in the United States tonight at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, six dates left in the U.S., all at SoFi. People confirmed yesterday that Taylor gave out bonuses totaling over $55 million to everyone working on her show. From dancers to riggers to sound technicians to catering, among others. She gifted the truckers on her tour, the trucks that carry all of her stage equipment from one city to the next. She gave them $100,000 each ahead of last weekend's tour in Santa Clara. $55 million total. Now, you might say, well, Steve, she's a billionaire. or she's Well, she's not a billionaire, number one. She's a 500. I think her net worth, I think her net worth is five or $600 million. But still, to give out $55 million in bonuses? Can she do anything wrong? Seriously. Well, <laughs> except date Matt Healy. <laughs> but that is just, man, you love hearing stuff like that. Because I can only imagine, you know, you, those workers are getting paid, obviously, already. But then for, for the truckers to get a $100,000 bonus? And we don't even know the amount she gave to the dancers and stuff like that, but I'm guessing it's fairly significant. And she's got a shit ton of people working on that show from everybody that works on the stage or dance team, all that stuff. $55 million in bonuses. It's not like she's like, hey, here's $10,000 for everybody. Even that would be generous. But I don't think if she gave $10,000 to everybody, that would equal $55 million. So, man, Taylor Swift is the best, and you can't convince me otherwise. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. Sports Daily will be up an hour from now. And in two hours from now, podcast number 350, you've seen him. I know you've seen him on Instagram and TikTok doing Bachelorette Recaps on his Instagram stories, it is comedian Jared Freed. First time on the podcast, and boy, it was so much fun talking to him. What a nice guy, and what a guy who gets rewarded for hard work. And when I say that, he's rewarded because the guy's been doing stand-up for 13 years, and he's finally getting his first Netflix special in two weeks. August 15th on Netflix, Jared Freed's getting his first special called 37 and Single. I can't wait to watch it. I know you've seen his clips on Instagram. He's the funniest recapper by far of anybody who recaps The Bachelor. It's not even close. He's hilarious in what he does because he's not mean and he's not over the top. And he really is good at observational humor. And he nails it every week. I mean, his stuff is really funny. Anyway, um, he's my podcast guest this week. That'll be up in a couple hours from now. So check that out. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.